blessing. Um, if you have your Bible or your electronic device, let's go ahead and make our declaration of faith. God, I love you today. Bless today, Jesus. Lift your hand, lift your Bible above your head. Somebody shout, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer and not just a hearer. And my life. Come on, again, and my life. One more time. And my life is the better after hearing, obeying, and applying a word from the Lord. Interesting story in the book of Luke, chapter number 17. We're going to begin at verses 12. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and is interrupted by a group of men. The Bible declares, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, somebody shout, as they went. As they went, the Bible declares they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, thank you, God. Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Father, now in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for this opportunity to minister the word of God to the people of God. God, I have nothing to prove to folk because I realize I'm completely unworthy and undeserving, God, of any opportunity that you bless me to speak to people, God. So I'm asking you to allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable in your sight. Move in this place today. Touch, convict, empower, strengthen. Rebuke where the rebuke is necessary. God, minister to God, don't, don't let it be a soul that leaves this place today that doesn't experience a touch from you, God. I want you to do it just like that Holy Ghost of God. And we give your name the praise, honor, and all the glory. And it is in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody says. So I want to add some concluding thoughts to a series that we've been on for, I think this is week number four, entitled Living from a Place of Wholeness, Living living from a place of wholeness. And we've given a definition to what spiritual wholeness is, and we said that spiritual wholeness is a place of satisfaction with who God is in your life, what he has in store for you, and when his time of execution is. It's when I get to this place where I'm content, I am satisfied, number one, with who God is, number two, what he has in store for me, and his timing of releasing the blessings that he has in store for me. And I've said over and over again that I've realized that I am a better person when I live out of this place. I'm a better father to my kids. I'm a better husband to my wife. I'm a better pastor and leader when I'm, when I'm leading from a place of wholeness. So what I've done for the past three weeks is highlighted in my estimation and what the Spirit of God has given me, things in particular that draw us out of this place of wholeness, spiritual wholeness. And the first thing that we looked at was this spirit of envy, envy. And it was interesting because 
I've never, sad to say, I've never really just looked at the definition of envy, and I actually had envy confused with jealousy. Envy is defined as, watch this, the resentful awareness of another's advantage joined with the desire to possess the same advantage. Envy takes me out of this place of wholeness because I become discontent with what God has for me looking at what everybody else got. Let me say it plainly. I get discontent with the person I'm with looking on Facebook at the person... I get discontent with what I'm driving, with what I'm living in, because instead of being thankful, I'm looking at what everybody else is being blessed with. Watch this. Somebody said one time, the, green, the grass might not always be greener on the other side. And even if it is, the water bill is higher. Week number two, we looked at this idea of people pleasing, in essence, where I go to the extreme of avoiding the feeling of rejection from people that I wind up rejecting God. People pleasing, it will draw you out of this place of spiritual wholeness. And then finally, on last week, we dealt with the spirit of complacency. And the idea with complacency, we often confuse complacency and contentment. There's a difference because how many know even in the will of God, you still got to have a bulldog mentality? Just because God got it for you, come on somebody, God told them to go and possess the land. The land is yours, but you got to go, you got to drive out the giants. I'm going to give you the land, but you still got to deal with giants in your land. So complacency, and that's what the children of Israel did. They said, you know what? We like grasshoppers in their eyesight. We good where we are right now. And it took them out of a place of spiritual wholeness. So, so somebody shout, God wants me to be whole. Say it again. God wants me to be whole. God wants you to live out of this place of spiritual wholeness where you come to a place of satisfaction that I know who God is in my life and I'm satisfied with the relationship with who he is in my life. I understand what God has in store for me and I'm okay if God delays another season. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this place. I'm cool if God don't give me what I pray for right now because God knows what's best for me. Can somebody say amen to that? So I want to change channels just for a moment, Chad, because I've been talking about the things that drive us out of the place. And this is what I asked God to give me for this week. I said, God, I've got, I got one more week. I feel, I feel a shifting because you already gave me the next two series, and I feel a shifting. But if, if you would just give me, like, the number one characteristics, I only got one week, so I got I to gotta make sure I'm on point. If you can give me like just, just the number one thing that an individual needs to have in order to maintain this place of spiritual wholeness. Okay, I ain't got five things. I ain't got ten things. I, I said, God, just give me one thing that I can just dwell on, hover over, that, that drives a man or drives a woman of God into a place of spiritual wholeness. And this is what God gave me. He said, an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> Having a thankful heart. Attitude of gratitude is one of the things that not only gets you in the place of spiritual wholeness, it keeps you in a place of satisfaction with who God is, what he has in store for you, and his time of execution for those things. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4.11, he says, watch this, I, have, I, have, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have, somebody shout, I learned. The man of God said, I have learned to be content. 
I didn't just arrive here by accident or coincidence. There's some things that I had to kind of grasp. There's some things that I had to pick up that, that brought me to this place of spiritual wholeness. He said that I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance that I'm in. Verse number 12, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. Now, now we know what it's like to be content when we got money, right? <laughs> on payday, we feel good. Some of y'all on tax time, y'all feel good. And then some of y'all be like, tax time, shoot. No, I don't. <laughs> some folk got to pay in tax season. Pop said amen. Y'all know what that make? Y'all know what that mean? He make that paper. <laughs> That's what that mean. That mean he ain't got no more kids either. <laughs> like, son, you turned 18 for real, dog. <laughs> Paul said, I learned the secret of being content. This is so good. In any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to understand I'm, because I, I want to, Paul, I want that. I want that. I want that. So you're going to have to help your boy out. You said you, you, you learn to be content, right? You, you learn, you, 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 you gravitated to a place of satisfaction with who God is, what he has in store for you in his time of execution. Can you give us the secret man of God of how you got to this place of contentment, spiritual wholeness. And Paul, I'm not, y'all, y'all pray for me. I'm not completely satisfied with his answer. Because he gives us the answer, but in my estimation, I'll explain later, I believe it's an incomplete answer. It's not the total picture. Okay? He says, this is what I learned in order to be content. He says, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I hear you, Paul, but I need, I need something else. <laughs> I need some, watch that, watch that. Man, man, watch, watch it. Chad, those are some tight shoes. How you get those shoes? Man, it's all God. Man, that's the tight. Man, you look, I came up to Chad. I call him Reverend Chad today. Don't he look clean, y'all? Chad, where you get that suit from? Oh, it's all God. I need, I need, I need, I need you to give me some, some explanation of that. This, this, this idea, something happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Let me give you the back, backdrop. Backdrop is... Um, year, years ago, a guy, guy called me and he said, what do you think about a 2011, it was 2014, he said, a tw I believe 2014, he said a 2011 Jaguar XF. I said, man, that sounds good to me. He said, here's the VIN number. He texted the VIN number to me. He said, get insurance and come pick it up. Y'all know what I did? Yeah, this is a smart class. <laughs> this is a smart class. When it got the insurance, Pop drove on. I drove overnight. <laughs> Just in case the devil get in and change his mind. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to learn to move quick on the blessings of the Lord. Because <laughs> how many know the devil will get in some stuff, right? So, a um, couple of years later, I met this, this young man. He was, about, he was about maybe six or seven at this particular time. And um, my wife and I, we have this business deal going on with his mother. There's some business opportunities that we're in together. And um, whenever he would see me drive the Jag, he'd be like, man, pastor, when you going to give me them keys? I'm talking, little six-year-old. I'm like, man, go get, go get a driver's license. And then we'll talk. We ain't going to talk then either, but just go get a driver's license, boy. When you going to give me them keys, Pastor? 
So, so recently, recently, I bought a new car. Bought a new car. Got rid of my Jag. I bought a new car. And about two weeks ago, I saw him and he looked at my car. He was like, dang, pastor, I'm 15 now. We gonna give them keys. I'm like, boy, get a college degree first and let's all get, go to college first, all right? And so, so, so he said that and we were just kind of just, you know, chopping it up, just joking. And then he paused and I saw him do that. We was at this event and he paused and he just looked up and he said, so, Pastor, you mean to tell me that the deal that your, me and my, you, you and my mom in, that's how you bought that? And I said, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's all God, man. It's, it's all God. And watch this. As soon as I said it, conviction hit my heart. And I'm trying to figure out, why? Hold on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> why? Fi- and I couldn't enjoy the rest of the event because I feel this conviction. What's going on? And I'm, I'm trying to rationalize it. Out of this deal, I did use the money to help with this car. I do give God the glory. I mean, he opened the door. Why am I feeling this? It took me two days of just searching my soul. I'm just going, I ain't told nobody, but I'm just feeling it. And this, it's like I, it's like I walked into an awareness. I didn't hear God speak to me, but it's like, it's like I just walked into the awareness, and this was the awareness. It's like I was just walking, and it's just, I heard, it, it wasn't a voice, but it, it was like an impression. Tell him the whole truth. I just walked in there, and I tell him the whole truth. This the whole truth. Since I was eight years old, my daddy gave me my first job. I'm 43 now. Since I was eight years old, I've never not given God a dime of a dollar that crossed my hands, ever. I've given him more. When the guy gave me the car, I said a secret prayer to God. I didn't even tell my wife. I said a secret prayer to God, and I said, God, Somebody gave me this one. But the next one I'll get, I want to buy it. I said that to God. I heard, I felt this. Tell him the whole truth. Here's the whole truth. After being faithful in, in, in tithing, my, it was a season in my, my life. My wife, she lost, she didn't lose her job, but she got sick. And, and, and she had to come off the job for a season and things were tight. And guess what? We reduced everything except for what we give to God. Reason I, I'm, I'm, I'm bald because I started cutting my own hair because I, I, I couldn't afford it. It was $10 a week then. And I cut my own hair and I was like, mm-mm, yeah. My wife stopped getting her nails done, stopped getting her hair done, started doing her own hair. It was times when God would test me with crazy stuff. I'll never forget, I was in my kitchen, and I, I heard the Spirit of God tell me to sow a seed. And, and I, it, was a, it, was a, it was a huge seed. And I told God, I said, I don't have the money. Because God, he asked me for something, and I ain't have it. I said, God, I don't have no money, but if you give it to me, I'll sow it. Two days later, my wife walked in the kitchen with a check and said, oh, look at this check. It just came in the mail. And I had to tell my wife, 
God told me, I told God, if he gave me the money, he gave me a seed to sow. He told me to sow something if he gave me the money. I had to break my wife's little heart because we were struggling. So tell him the whole truth. Here's the whole truth because if you don't tell him the whole truth, he's going to be thinking, I got to do this business in order to drive something like that. The whole truth is, whenever you commit to be financially faithful to God, there's not a thing, major thing that I buy that I don't get an approval for God. The car that I'm driving now, I wanted to buy it last year, but God, I, I kept, matter of fact, I wanted to buy it, and my wife told me, go on to get it. She gave me the approval, doc. She said, go get it. But for whatever reason, I just felt this thing in my spirit not to get it, so I said, I can't get it right now. I can't get it right now. God finally released me. I've been faithfully given since I was eight years old. I'm conscious of what I do with my money based on how God sees it and what he gives to me. So the reason that you see this car right here, it ain't the business. It's because of my commitment to God. I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk to that young man and tell him, watch this. The Bible declares if you bring your tithes and offering into the storehouse, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Don't get stuck on the window that God opens because he can open that window and close it and then open another one. Don't get, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't get stuck on the window. Get stuck on the God of the windows. So in essence, when I look at this particular text, I see what you're saying, God did it, but help me to find the principle in the text because how many know that God is not a respect of person? He's a respect of principle. He honors the principles of his word. So Paul says, I got to this place because of God. I hear you, but you ain't helping me. I need to know the principle that you work to get to a place of wholeness. So I want to show you in the text, the man of God says, ooh, this is good. He says, Philippians 4, 11, he says, I have learned to be content whatever, everybody shout, circumstances. I hear what you're saying. So, so no matter what's going on in your life, you said, I am at a place of hold. I learned how to stay at a place of wholeness in every circumstance. Now, I can understand the good times, but what about the bad times? How is it that you stay in a place of wholeness in every circumstance? I can do all things through Christ. I understand that, but what's the principle? He doesn't give us the principle until 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This is the principle. He says, this is how I stay in a place of wholeness in every circumstance. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks, watch this, in all circumstances, but this is God's will for your for you in Christ Jesus. What gives me the ability to stay in a place of wholeness no matter what I'm going through in every situation is because I have learned how to thank God no matter what I'm going through. Can somebody say amen? This is so crazy. The man of God, I pop, I, I counted, I counted in the, in the NIV 34 times he pauses to say, God, thank you. God, thank you. God, thank you. He even says one time, he was like, I'm thankful I ain't baptized none of y'all. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm thankful I ain't, even, I ain't even do nothing for y'all. Y'all just, I thank God. 34 times. He says stuff like this. Watch this. Romans 6, 17. But thanks be to God. Romans 7, 25. Thanks be to God. 1 Corinthians 1, 4. I always thank my God. 1, 14. I thank God. 
14, 18, I thank God. 15, 57, but thanks be to God. Ephesians 5, 20, 34 times he says, always giving thanks. Philippians 1, 3, this is crazy. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. I wonder what would your relationships be like every time you thought about them, you said, I, I thank God for you. Here is the problem with some of us that we can't arrive at this place of having an attitude for gratitude because we're too pessimistic. And I understand it's easy to be negative because we live in a negative society. What fuels the news? Negativity. Walk an old lady across the street if you want. That ain't going on the news. Give away food if you want. That ain't going on the news. I tell you what's going on in the news, mess, what's going on in the news, trouble, what's going on in the news, who died, who got shot, what tragedy happened is filled with negativity. And watch this, our minds are bent towards negative things. So when we walk into a room, we be like, they need to change them ceiling tiles. They need to paint them speakers. They need to finish them floors. These benches crooked. I don't like where they set me. These chandeliers need dusting. Every time you walk into a situation, you got to be in to see what's negative, and you never pause and say, I want to thank God for us having a place to come into. I want to thank God for having a situation that I can hear the word of God. I want to thank God. Somebody shout, I thank God. I thank God, I thank God, I thank God, I thank God. Some of you all help to keep your situation negative because all you see is the negative in the person. Here's the reality. I don't care how bad they are. Oh, my God. They, they do something right. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you do something right. I'm going to look at my neighbor. You do something right. <laughs> you my neighbor today. Somebody shout it again. I thank God. 34 times, Pops, 30, 34 times he opens his mouth and he says, thank you. Thank you. Here's the situation. You mean to tell me, was it always good? No, it wasn't always good. He said, I learned the secret of contentment. What's the secret of contentment? To be grateful no matter what the circumstance I'm in. My sister passed in 2017, and I almost went into a depressed coma. You know why? Because I was grieving over what I wouldn't have, and God had to stop me and said, will you thank me for the years that I did give it to you? In everything, it doesn't say for all things. It says in everything. It doesn't say for all things. It says in everything. It doesn't say thank God for the sickness, but it does say in the midst of the sickness, I'm yet going to praise and thank my God. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. The man of God said, I got the secret. I got the secret of this, this, little, this little sermon that you put together, Pastor McGee, of spiritual wholeness, staying in this place where, where, where you're satisfied and content with who God is, what he has in store for you in his time of execution. Here is the secret sauce, man. You've got to learn how to thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So Jesus, Jesus, Headed to Jerusalem. He headed to Jerusalem, minding his business, <laughs> doing his thing. What y'all want, man? I'm going to the cross. That's what I've been like. I couldn't be Jesus. I couldn't. Watch this. I, I couldn't. Because there's a lot of things. I'd be like, 
Y'all leave me alone. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, even when Jesus rebuked, he rebuked ni- nicely. He was like, oh, ye of little faith. I'd be like, fool, you serious? Hey, get up out of here, Peter. Man, I hit you. Shut up, man. I couldn't be Jesus. <laughs> Thank God for you, Messiah. <laughs> Jesus walking. He, he on his way to Jerusalem doing his thing. And these lepers holler, hey, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on us. Jesus pauses, and he does something that scripturally is out of order. He, he tells them to go show yourself to the priest, okay? He done, I got a mic on back there somewhere. I, I feel the feedback. Um, he says, go show yourself to the priest. The deal is... According to Leviticus, you go show yourself to the priest once you're good. You actually have to, like, you examine that you clean before the priest declares that you clean. But Jesus, he, he just said, just, just go. They were still sick on their way initially until the Bible declares, let's get to it. Verse number 14, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were, they were cleansed as they went, as they went, as they went, as they went. That's so good. As they went. Fifteen declares, and one of them, wow, hold on, when, when he saw that he was healed, everybody shout healed. When he, when he saw that he was healed, and... Now, this, now, I just saw this. I just saw this. Just, just imagine, just imagine me, nine other people, nine other people, nine other people, and we walking. We've been obedient to what Jesus said. So we walking, we walking. Jesus told us, go see the priest. Let's go see the priest. I know we're still sick. I know what Leviticus says, but look here. I'm going to obey Jesus. And then I stop and be like, the Bible declares with a loud voice. So he went quiet. Hey, I'm healed. I could imagine the other nine. Oh, cool. You're great. So it's not like the Bible declares all of them were healed, right? So they go together. All of them get healed at the same time. And they know that they heal. Only one screams out, I'm healed. And the Bible declares that he, he turns around. Let's get to it. Verse number 16 and fell down on his face at his feet. He goes back to Jesus, giving him thanks. And he would, the Bible notes that he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? I believe some of y'all, God is saying, it was 10. Why did only one return? I'm going to tell y'all, some of y'all treat God like your children treat you. My baby, sometimes they got, I call it entitlement spirit. That's what I call it. Like, watch this. Like I owe you Jordans. Like I owe you Yeezys. Like, it's my birthday. For real? Happy birthday. So here's, the, here's the thing about my babies. 
and, and partially it's my fault because I don't always share my struggle. So my babies don't know the risk that I take. They don't know the sacrifices that I've made over the year. They don't know the type of jobs that I had to stay on when everything in me wanted to quit because I was being disrespected, I was being belittled, but I know I want to take care of my babies. They, 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 don't know, they don't know when I bought them um, shoes that they didn't want, that it wasn't that I was being stingy or being cheap. It was like all I could afford. Like, like when, I, when, when, we, when we went through Nike and we walked past the Jordans and the Air Max and all the other name brand and we went to the clearance section, I wasn't being cheap. Dislike what I can afford. And I know y'all kids ain't never done this, but my kids have brand new shoes in the box still. My wife would be up there cleaning them out, be like, I mean, out, outgrown the shoes. Looking at the box, you ain't never wore them shoes. I don't like them. Oh, for real? I'm telling you that some of y'all treat God. Just like your children treat you. You buy them something, they be like, what's next? Man, I'm just, I'm just, I be like, look here, what I do for my kids, I like, I need to thank you all year long. Don't stop thanking me until the next birthday. Don't stop. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to start, when I go in your room, Greg Jr., all I want to hear is, <laughs> I'm going to say, son, it's time to get up. When you wake up, thank you, Dad. <laughs> I ain't playing for the next 10 days, all oh, y'all. <laughs> it's time for school. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Where the nine at? Where the nine at? 18, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Look what Jesus said. Here, this is powerful. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee what, y'all? Here's the question. When did he become spiritually whole? <laughs> when did he experience wholeness? I'm going to tell you when it happened. I juxtapose the declaration of wholeness like I did the declaration that the priest was supposed to give. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Levitical, Leviticus, you not cleansed until the priest actually says so. So when did healing happen? On his way. Didn't even reach the priest. On his way, healing happened. When did wholeness happen? Wholeness didn't happen when Jesus proclaimed it. Wholeness happened the moment he said, I should go back and give thanks. You could be ushered into a place of wholeness like that if you would change your attitude. Just like you could be ushered into a place of wholeness 
let me tell you what the greatest challenge of being thankful and why this, this man, this Samaritan experienced wholeness. Because within the text, you can read into the text or take out of the text the idea that this man now becomes a follower of Christ. He becomes a follower. Let's talk about, let's talk about wholeness and thankfulness. The reason it's hard to thank people is because your thanksgiving is too much based on what they do as opposed to who they are. I want you to just go back in your own your spare time, look at the text and just kind of meditate on it. He's not, yeah, going back to thank Jesus for healing him. He's going back to thank him for being a healer. There's a difference in thanking you for what you do as opposed to thanking you for who you are in my life. Because if your thanksgiving, if your attitude of gratitude is only based on trying to find things, what people do, because people are imperfect, they're always going to disappoint you in one form or another. But if I look, if I look beyond your actions and I see who God has made you in my life, and I choose to be thankful for who you are, not just about what you do. This is what happened. This is what thankfulness does. It turns your heart towards the person and it gives you the most emotional energy to deal with them. Some of you all are spiritually depleted and you spiritually deplete yourself is because you're so frustrated with the person and all you rehearse is the negativity about what they do. You could actually refuel yourself if you would pause just for a moment. Look beyond their actions, the inconsistency of their actions, because sometimes they have good days, good moments. Sometimes they have bad days, bad moments. But I choose to thank you for who you All of my family, I made a choice. I'm going to thank God for who they My sons, who they are. My daughters, who they are. My wife, who she is. My father, my siblings. My cousins, anybody that's good, my church members. I thank you for who God has made you in my life. So when an individual have actions that are contrary to what I want, I can maintain my attitude of gratitude because of who they are in my life. And I, if I maintain my attitude of gratitude, by default, I maintain the place of spiritual wholeness. What made this moment so powerful with this guy is he didn't just go back to say, thank you for the healing. But his thanksgiving was who you are in my life now. Here's my question to you. Who is Jesus in your life right now? Think about it. Who is he in your life right now? Is he just your sugar daddy? Is that all he is? Because if that's how you see Jesus, then your thanksgiving is only based on what he does for you. And when he's good to me, I tell him thank you. 
when, when things aren't going my way, when prayers are not being answered, then I look like I'm sucking on sour lemons and the world is coming to an end. The scripture declares, Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first kingdom of God, his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. So in essence, there's a difference between seeking the face of God and seeking the hand of God. And as believers, we spend too much time looking at what's in his hand instead of beholding his face. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but God says, I want you to draw closer to me. And in order for you to draw closer to me, some of you need to abandon your idea of him. He's not a cake daddy. He's not a sugar daddy. He's your God, the lover of your soul, the one who really cares about you, the one who created you, the one who designed you, the one who have put together a magnificent life in store for you. That's who he is. And it's not until you resolve that I'm just going to be thankful for who he is will you start enjoying some of the riches of what he provides. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. The other day, I was um, just meditating. And um, I'm done, Tim. I was meditating, man, and um, in preparation for this weekend. I got a minister Friday night, Saturday day, Sunday morning. And, you know, I ain't quite got my thoughts together. I'm just like, God, you have to help your boy. So as I'm meditating, just thinking, God gives me all three messages right there. Bam, one, two, three. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I, I look up, I pause, I look up, and I said, thank you, God. You good to me. I said those words. I said, thank you, Lord. You good to me. And so um, later that day, me and my brother, we went to uh, New Orleans and um, I was telling Clark about it. I said, man, I was doing X, Y, Z, and I was praying about this. And I said, man, God gave me all three messages. And I said, I was telling him. I said, man, I looked up and I said, God, thank you. You good. You good to me. And Clarky, Clarky paused and Clark said, you know what? You know, everybody don't think God good to them. <laughs> he caught me off guard. He always throw a curveball in my story. He said, everybody don't think God is good to them. And he asked me, why do you think that is? I looked at him and I said, some people are so bent on what he hadn't done for them that they fail to realize what he has done. And I'm telling you all over this building, God has been good to you. God has been good to you. I don't care what your circumstance, what your situation is. I don't have everything that I want. I don't. Every prayer of mine hadn't been answered. And I've had some disappointing situations. And I, and I, I made a choice not to get up here every Sunday and bleed on people about my problems. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. 
I got issues. I got troubles. I have concerns. But even in the midst of my issues, my problems, my concerns, I know God has been good to me. And because he is good to me. See, this is the thing about thankfulness. And I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to close. I'm trying. Here's the thing about being thankful. It really is a choice that you have to make. Watch it. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continue to be. It's an act of his will. I make a choice. Some of y'all are waiting on a feeling of thankfulness before you give thanks. Watch this. I will bless the Lord at all times. Watch this. This is the day that the Lord has made. We It's a choice. It's an act of your will that despite what's going on in my life, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell God thank you. Because my thanksgiving, my thanksgiving is based on one thing in the entire world that cannot change. And that's who God is in my life. My health changes, my finances changes, relationships changes, opportunity changes. But the one thing that will never change is who God is in my life. This, this is what I want to do just for a moment. Just, just, I want to just give you an opportunity to just tell him thank you. I, I, I want to give you the opportunity just, just for a moment to be the little Samaritan guy that, that pauses, takes inventory that, you know what? Listen, 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 listen. Look up there. I'm, I promise I'm, we'll move after this. A leper, if you, in this particular dispensation, that time, if you were a leper, you lost everything. You had to leave the community. So if you were married, you had to leave them. If you had children, you had to leave them. If you had a business, a job, you had to leave that. I don't care if you own property, you had to leave that. Watch this, watch this. At this particular point of healing, nothing else is restored in his life. No other relationship, no other opportunity. But you know what? I'm not waiting on that to be restored before I thank God. The reality is, if I really embrace the healer, the same one who healed my body will heal my marriage will heal my finances, will heal my relationships. He'll heal everything else in my life. If you can take, if you could just be the one to just thank him for who he is and what he's already done.